0: Good morning. The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a entrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin.
1: Good morning. Good morning, Devin. Good morning, Devin. So, since the last time we talked, my friend, we, uh we're looking at a 2-2 series tie last monday sixers in miami since then the sixers had two terrible performances Indeed. that led to them uh pretty much going down without a fight for the most mm-hmm. part for sure um how do you how, how how do you feel how do you plead my friend what what is where's
0: where are you sitting in all of this well there are two teams on every basketball court, right? Like that. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to uh like respect the fact that you know it was a there's a there was another team out there that did, that played and did well. Mm. So so appreciate that a little bit. Um it's not like the Sixers solely lost, right? There's also a team that was like pretty good. And then the other thing that I will say is that I remain concerned that the best the Sixers offense looked when James Harden arrived was the first 3 games or so mm-hmm, of the James mm-hmm. Harden era um maybe even the first like 6 games of the James Harden era where the offense wasn't implemented yet right it was just hey guys go play basketball like was was pretty much the offense right <laughs> like um, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that offense, and I thought it was the best looking one. Um, that's an eye test thing, right? Um, yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm a little I'm a little worried. Uh, it's that it's not a real it's not a real like nuanced take, right? I'm just a little worried that the best the offense looked was that, and the more that they implemented the offense, the worse things seemed <laughs> to get, right? Yeah. Again, that's not a nuanced take. I'm not like. Sitting here saying, well, they did uh, 26 pick and rolls, and out of those 26 pick and rolls, 17 did that. Like, it's not that take. So that's really where I'm coming from is, you know, the Heat are a good team. The Sixers lost. They spotted them two games for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, you need to, uh, you win some, you lose some, move on. That's my take. <laughs>
1: So, uh, mine is. You remember my take last year? <clears throat> you remember it a little bit? I do not. I do not. So, I've had the same kind of take at the end of the last two seasons. Um, probably even three. I think. I think it started last year. Really, it it turned up for me. So I'm getting concerned about the core, or the base, shall I say. The foundation of this team. The foundation is Joel Embiid, right? Hundred percent. Like he's the foundation. It started really last year. It it hit, and it hit hard last year. But even prior to that, it was a concern. But watching Joel Embiid, and then I watch a lot of basketball. Like I'm, I'm like. You know you know basketball is my sure. it's, it's my yeah. version of baseball for you mm-hmm. you know what I mean like I'm'm I'm, I'm locked in and the thing about basketball is there's there's no truer statement in basketball than the best performer on the floor 10 team tends to win like the 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 guy on the floor it could be a different guy every night it could be whoever but if you look at and watch the game. The guy who's performing the best almost that, always wins the game. Almost always, that team wins. Yep. And the thing about most teams is that they have a guy that's going to perform the best on their team five out of seven nights, and their and your and their best on their team is also going to be able to compete for the best. Overall, on the floor, five out of seven nights.
0: Okay. Sure. You know that what I mean? Sense. Yeah.
1: And my problem with – I'm calling them Joel and the 76, 72nd 70 rounders is that they, when they get to the second round, which is the is, is the beginning of the hardest part of, of basketball competition. For sure. It's the beginning. It's the winner's circle. It's where – all right, it's all for those, real now. It's yeah. real. This is like winning the pennant in 1960. You know what I mean? Like like you're you're not going there's no easy outs. There's no, you know, uh you know what I mean? Like yeah.
0: This real. is the best
1: of the best. And when we get to that point, our foundation has yet to look like the best player on the floor. Series after series. At the series. Last year, Trey Young looked like the best player on the floor. This year, Jimmy Butler looked like the best player on the floor. The year, you know what I mean? Like years Kawhi, before Leonard that, was. And Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard was. Kawhi Leonard was. Now, he was. He was. <laughs> Ka- but he was. Kawhi Leonard was. You know, but even like there's an inability to even play those guys even. And I'm not talking first round. I'm talking if you just look at the second round. <laughs> That's the winner circle. That's where it gets hard. Yeah. There's a
0: dip off. I don't. Th- I don't think and you're I wrong. Just, I th- I, yeah, actually, I that so worries I remember, me. Worries I remember me. that as your take, actually, and I do it think it, wo- it should worry you. And I think that part of that is also, um, part of that is also that the position that Joel Embiid plays, and that
1: worries me. Oh my God, it worries me every day.
0: Is it's that he doesn't play a position where he is the most dominant player on the floor. He's no. weirdly, he gets an easy 36 points a night or whatever it is. Like he can yeah. easily do that, and he can do that while not dominating the game. Whereas a guy like Houston Harden or uh Jalen Brown or yeah. Yeah. you know, like Tatum. those guys Luca. Luca, that like all those guys are dominant and they're put, so they they could put up the same 36, right? Same amount of points, but it's a, it's a different kind of 36 because they run the entire, uh they run the entire court, right? So when the ball goes through you, as opposed to shows up in your hands, I, I don't really know what it is. It is weird. Um, I'm not worried about Joel. I think Joel Embiid is my MVP this year. I think there's not a question that the guy was unbelievable this year. he, drug a team along that was broken. Um he drug him into the second round of the playoffs. He is a dominant player. He's a great player. Maybe he'll not win here. Right? Help. And that's the way it goes. Well I don't know what I don't know what to say fear. about that.
1: That's my fear is will he win will he ever win as the guy? Where do know. you
0: feel? how do you feel as the guy? I don't think he'll win with this roster construction. I got a
1: I got a feeling that I don't think Joel Embiid will ever win as the guy. I I feel like similar to Anthony Davis needing LeBron, I feel like Joel and
0: needs I think people I think people would have said that about Dirk. And I think that I think that Joe can evolve his game enough to to in, That's fair. in the next 4 or 5 years. I think Joel can evolve his game enough that he that's like fair. Dirk. That's so, fair. I, and, you know,
1: and that's fair. And that and that is my that's only hope, hope and <laughs> saving grace is that. And Dirk is like once in a lifetime. Like that doesn't happen often. We don't have a lot of those stories in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like we don't have a lot of those stories. So. I agree with you that his his trajectory is headed in the way of Dirk's. But a lot had to happen for Dirk, man. And I just hope that it happens for Joe. I do. I do. I hope Same. that it happens. But I also expected Joe to not be Dirk. I expected Joe to be Tim Duncan. And that's the other part that hurts is that I think he is Dirk. And nothing is slight Dirk. But I thought I had. Yeah, he's not Tim Duncan. Yeah, I thought I had Tim Duncan. And and that's why I think I'm probably more hurt than most with Joe right now. Yeah. Because my expectations was... I, I'll be honest. Up until last year in the playoffs, when the Atlanta series, I thought Joel B was better than Giannis. Like, I I, I really thought Joel B was better than Giannis. I... I thought Joel Embiid was just like third best player in the league. And then I realized that you don't get that title in the regular season. You earn that title rounds two, three, and championship rounds of the playoffs is where where rankings begin. That's why I was listening to Shaq last night, and he said it best. He was like, regular season is great, fans, you know, all that. He's like, but this second round of the playoffs – and the rest of the playoffs after that is actually
0: where stars are born. I think it's where it's, I think it's where stars are born and I do, I agree like all that stuff is true, but you know, I don't, I don't I don't think you can take away from the fact that like Joe is on a like one man will not win a title, right? True. The greatest basketball player in the world will not win a title. We proved that with LeBron. LeBron was the best basketball player in the world for at least 3 years. Where they did True. not win a title, so it's not just about that. There's a lot more to it, and True. Joe has almost all of the things you want.
1: Yes, except for one very important one.
0: Uh still, but <laughs> like while like I
1: remember watching LeBron drop 50 the all, look, and lose 100, in, 100, in, in 100, his 100, Game 100. Sevens, 100%. Be, yeah. and That's in man. fairness.
0: The one time that Joe did have all the stuff that you want, he faced Kawhi Leonard and lost on an unbelievable shot.
1: He did, but I, I could make a very fair argument. L- watching that series, Jimmy Butler was the most valuable player. He was he's the killer. He was the well, guy. And that and that's what I'm saying, can we get another one of those? It's hard.
0: You can't
1: you can't mess nice. up that many of those.
0: And <laughs> think you can get another one. Well, that's the thing. I think the Sixers, the the likelihood is that the process will be a failure because the Sixers messed missed. it up. They well, they missed and they missed. They missed, and they mi- they they missed, missed three Joe. times. Yeah. No, they well, missed three times. They got yeah. Joe. They got four picks that mm-hmm. were top picks.
1: No, they got Joe, but they missed and cast. they missed
0: three out of the other four.
1: Yes, and they missed. They missed
0: cast. with. They missed with ja.
1: mm-hmm. right? With yeah,
0: okay. You know, that was just that was really a wrong yeah. player, wrong, wrong era sort of situation. Right? Yeah. And they miss with Ben, because yeah. Ben is a head case, and that's what are you gonna do? And they miss with Markel, who got a weird injury and needed a change of pace. And it yeah. also seems to just be like an injury waiting to happen every
1: yes. season. but the saddest part is, even after all that, they landed on it. Yeah. They literally landed on it and was right back on track. And then this is where they made the fatal mistake of they miscast who Ben Simmons was, they miscast who Joel B was, yeah. and they didn't realize how much they needed Jimmy to be the l- unquestioned leader of what probably would have been a championship team the next year. They, uh, they misread no. what they needed in that moment. And that's the part that I can't get over, and I keep. And even Jimmy
0: knows. He, well, you heard him. Yeah. Even
1: Jimmy knows. You heard what he said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tobias Harris over me, and yeah. and really, it, it wasn't Tobias Harris over him. It was. It was partly
0: thought, Tobias Harris over him, but it was but also I think they spent the, was the also... same
1: amount of money. They just spun it on Al Horford and and uh, um dude from Miami. Um, they spent no, the it, same amount of money.
0: No, it was it was.
1: Their you cap know. would have been right at the same spot if they would have bought Jimmy back.
0: I think, the Im- I think the thing that you got to remember is that people make bad decisions. Yeah, we, thought, totally. we talked about this earlier. No, we, we did. Totally. People make bad decisions every day. Totally. Every single day. All day. Yep. And it looks like, certainly looks like, the Sixers made a bad decision. Yeah. And that's that.
1: Now the question is, can Daryl Mari fix it? I don't think
0: I don't think he can I I would if I had to bet I would put my money on Joe gets flipped within two years
1: well it depends if you're if you're it just depends if I'm the owner of the team like is that something that could be on the table for me of course but also at the same time what am I what am I getting like I'm not just gonna press the reset button just to press it like I'll I'm just gonna if Joe unless Joe demands a trade we're gonna at least sell this arena out and we're gonna prolong the reset and keep pushing hope down people's throat and hope that one day he becomes Dirk Nowinski. Cause that's I all I you. have. That's all I have.
0: That's all you got.
1: I guess all you got. You can't yep. you, you think you press the reset button and you'll be Houston Rockets. Why you think Portland won't press it? Because they, well, they know that's all that's all I have.
0: Yeah. But you know, like I, I don't see I don't see a path. Well, I guess, but who knows? Again, no, I, people I, I, make. I,
1: yes, I think that, I think it's there. It's just like I agree with you. the The odds are like plus.
0: The odds 30, are in favor 000. of having to flip Joe because yeah. Yeah. because he you're not going to build a winner because of you made too many mistakes. You missed too many times. Yes, you missed too and, many times. And the whole design. And, you know, again, this, this is how the show becomes the process is black and white, right? Yes. Is yes. the whole design is that you set yourself up for being able to make, to take a shot, right? That's the design. That's the whole system that we built is build that up. So, you know, um, they took their shots. They got really kind of five top area picks and they really only hit one. Yeah, and then they they luck box the Maxi pick like that pick looks amazing, but you know unless Maxi really steps up next year, they're uh, in a tough spot. Maxi needs to Maxi needs to become like a, a killer like a Steph Curry kind of three point shooter, and if he doesn't, I don't see how it gets better. It's a lot to add. <laughs> it's a lot to add. But okay, so maybe no, maybe right, he's though. maybe no, he's good right. year maybe he's Goodyear Dane.
1: No, he needs to become Dame or or Curry. Like, he yeah. needs to become – or you got to go get him.
0: You got to go, go get him. one
1: of them. Yep. Like, at this point, you either got to dig in or you got to put your head in the sand and just hope, wish, and pray for glimmers of hope. Yeah. I'm of the camp that says dig in.
0: Go get sure. Bradley
1: Bill. Go get sure. Bradley Bill.
0: Beal looks nice. Beal looks nice on this team. Go create
1: mm. your destiny. Go get Bradley Bill. But don't make it happen. So you're don't. so
0: you're keeping Harden and getting Beal.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and so you're not gonna be able to move Harden. Harden, that that was another misstep. Now you gotta. I hope. don't
0: know. I think I don't think Harden's washed. I think Harden. No, got I don't either. I'm just
1: saying it was a misstep in a sense of he's yours. And I think he, he, he asked he, me. He, he asked me. Now yeah. you just gotta hope that he comes back in form, and I you think go he will. get and I, and I agree with you. You go get. And, and also, you ask for less from him. You ask for less and lower the bar of what you need, and he becomes an overachiever versus un- – like, if I could slide Harden to my third most important scorer on the team, you know what I mean, and have him be a point guard, be Chris Paul, and go get two scorers flanked on the side of him, like Bill and and Joe, oh, we, we good now. Harden create plays and get those guys shots. Run my offense. That's that's their only saving grace. Or you gotta hope that Maxi turns into Seth Curry or Dane Lillard.
0: Which I mean, you know, I believe that Maxie could p- figure out putting up putting up threes every night. Like I, yeah. I believe he could figure that. I out. do.
1: I do too. And, oh, and the last one would be Joel and B plays possessed and on a level of mental toughness. And Dirk. I don't give a fuck. Dirk. Dirk. He Dirk, has to be Dirk. Yannis, he has
0: to. LeBron. Whoever, these guys. Whoever you want to comp him as, yes. I, think it, I think it's Dirk. Because yeah. his game whoever is smooth is. like Dirk. You well, know? I'm not
1: even talking game. I'm talking Dirk's fearlessness of saying, yeah. fuck it, I miss, I miss. Yeah. Fuck it, I, miss. I mean, I, No one's going to slow me down. No one can stop me. I'm getting to my spot. Here it is. I'm, yep. I'm hitting this one-legged turnaround a thousand times on you.
0: This I would, is, I person I personally think that Joe should never, ever talk to a ref ever again.
1: Yeah, agree.
0: Stuff like that, like he just needs Agreed. to lose that from his game. He yeah. needs to lose. lose he lose the needs to airplane. lose.
1: Get, get that
0: airplane out of here. No, I'm fine uh, with the airplane. I like uh, the, airplane, lose the airplane. But he only lose... does it when he, when, they,
1: when they're in the front.
0: Lose, L- lose talking to the refs. Lose looking to the refs. Just get that out of your game, and you are the thing that changes the game. Yes. And you get the calls because you're the most dominant player. You're seven-two and three hundred pounds, and you move like a gazelle. Like you should get the most fouls in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to call. You don't need to complain. So that's no. You
1: just describe. You just you describe. just you just
0: exist. If you just exist, you'll get the calls.
1: You just describe Giannis and Shaq, by the way. One hundred percent. That that that's and that and I would love for him to be a version of Giannis and Shaq. Like in fact, he's probably if Giannis and Shaq was melded together from a from a athletic standpoint and a body type, he's probably got a little bit of both of them in him. And he can do similar things as both of those guys. Yep. So I just want him to reach his full potential. I feel like he's nowhere near his full potential.
0: I also and really I wanna... like him as a human. I love I re- him. I really like Joe. And so I'm hopeful. Um so we'll see, you know. Yeah, yeah. You gotta remember that my favorite sport. You know, you fail 70% of the time, you go to the Hall of Fame, right? So, you know, like to me, watching a team lose in the second round, you know, I watched as my favorite team got better every year and had worse playoff results every year, right? They won a World Series with the worst team they put out for four years straight. No, 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 you know? no totally. So, and, and for me,
1: it's less about wins and, and losses. It's more of what we're about, process, right? and yep.
0: I want to see the right thing happen. So exactly. the next, so, and, and here's the other thing about Joe. And I guess this is the thing that, you know, for who we are and what we're all about. I have seen his game evolve and improve every single year. I have Agreed. even the part that you're calling out, which I think is a genuine problem, which is like, you know what, in the biggest games, in the biggest moments, and you're not the guy.
1: And that's the problem is that he throws his process away the more the pressure, the less you see his process. And in, and true fashion of our show is, fuck the pressure, ignore the pressure. Don't right. even acknowledge the pressure. Just focus on your process every day. Lose, win, draw, it don't matter. It never should. It's uh, the moment, every moment's a moment. Do your process. Don't, like that. that's the part that irritates me is because I know it sounds inhuman or whatever, and I know there's opponents out there. We don't necessarily have opponents. You know, there aren't people necessarily directly in front of us, competing with us, you know, and against us. So it's a little bit different, but there's guys that do it. Giannis yesterday, he lost. Lost almost by 30 or 20. But I tell you what I didn't say. Yeah, he got killed. Tell you what I didn't say. Man, Giannis sure did change the way he played under said, nah. You actually just said, damn, he missed shots, man. But he got to the rim. He, right. you know what I mean? He played aggressive. He was downhill. He didn't shoot eight threes randomly. No, he shot his normal amount, three threes. You right. know what I mean? Like he didn't all of a sudden throw away everything just because he had a new pressure. He stayed the course and continued to work on do the process that he knows. Has got him here, and that's my biggest issue with Joe, is how many how many times he fall down in in game six. He he made five shots, fell down like eleven times. <laughs> I've never seen him fall down eleven times. He falls, but yeah, he like, falls a lot. Yeah, but like he fell like constantly, and it's yeah. just like you know, like it's just certain stuff that it's just like, is it the pressure? Like what is it too much? You I know? you know
0: I. I The thing that I want to think about is like myself, right? Like where are the situations where I've like changed? So I'm about to change jobs, right? And so there's like, when when is this thing going to happen for me, right? Like I'm going to go into a new situation. It's going to be a high pressure situation. Am I going to be able to be the person that I am, right? And the person that I am has succeeded at every single job he's ever had, right? It's similar to you, right? Like there mm-hmm. is no failure mode for me, right? But I'm going into a new, a new job, there's gonna be new stresses, there's all this new stuff. Am I gonna be able to succeed? History says yes, right? But when you're faced with a new problem, it's easy to lose. It's I think it's easy to I think it's easier than anybody acknowledges to lose all that stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, just your your
1: your daily process and what your you Your Daily do. your the yeah. thing
0: that you are, I think it's easier to lose that.
1: No, mm-hmm. totally. I think that. I think that. Yo, yeah, can you part, do anything about that dog? Yeah. That? My, my good old male man. Race. Um.
0: Because I mean, the kid was the kid was adorable because he's your kid. He's a special guest. <laughs> um. <laughs> but nah, the but kid you, and the dog is too much.
1: <laughs> and you know what, though, the thing you're talking about too, again, this is another area that irritates me with him. is. When you come around to the accountability side, so you know what I mean. So you watch, you watch the game. What happens happens. And then there's a the thing about the accountability side. And any, like, you go into that new job, you have a bad day. It's you're not like, oh, it's, it's a new job, and you know I'm having this bad day because I don't know Terry, I don't know this, or or they do this differently, they this this. It's just like you had that bad day, and you're like, I gotta figure this out. Yeah. You know, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Like it's, all that, I mean that would have been, that would have been
0: the right. To that, so it's another thing of why I'm a little bit concerned about the coaching, right. Is that yeah. we don't have a coach who's leading the team with, we got to figure this out. Right. And so yeah. the coach that Joe's looking up to as the guy who's guiding his light, isn't that guy. Right. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that doc isn't a good coach. I, I don't, I don't know enough about the NBA to judge a coach, but yeah. the, two th- the it's definitely concerning that Joe's tone is the same as Doc's tone, which is like I'm I'm here doing me, like I'm improving every year. I but and he, and so I can say whatever I want. No yeah, Joe, that's fair. no Joe, you can't, you yeah. can't. What you needed to say was I gotta figure this out. I gotta I gotta. It needs to be hundred percent on him, right? Or, or if he's gonna say something about James which is what he did, he needs to say, all I know is that, you know, a couple weeks, we're, we're going to take off. We're going to relax. We're going to kick up. And then James and I are going to get together and we're going to start figuring this out. Yeah. Because that's a very different tone to set. James yeah. and Tyrese and I are all going to get together starting in a couple of weeks after we've all relaxed and we're going to start to figure this out. Yeah. She's, very different tone.
1: Yeah. And, and, and not to get into the doc, Thing, but watching Doc's pressure, like, ju- it's not even in the same tone. Like Doc's pressure is, "Don't come at me." Like to the media, like, "Don't come at me." That's Doc's pressure. It's not like, like, his reaction is, "Don't come at me." Like, like with Howard asking, he had the back and forth, and he's like, basically, he's like, "Listen, I'm Doc Effing Rivers. Don't come at me. Hell, no, I ain't worried about no job security. Don't come at me." Whereas. Joe's response is, you know, like, Doc wasn't like, hey, so-and-so isn't this, or so-and-so isn't that, or this. His thing was, we know our weaknesses. We need to improve it. We got to get better in these areas. This is the, you know what I mean? Like, we know, we know we're not fast. We know, now, when you're like, Doc, is it on you? Doc's like, don't, you know, or, Doc, should you be fired? Like, that's inappropriate. Doc clearly has said in every turn is, I got to do better. I got to figure these guys out. I got to put these guys. You know, he's the I guy because Doc is coach speak. But the difference is if you come at Doc, Doc's like, don't come at me. And see, my issue is Joe's not even don't come at me. He's, well, I thought we were getting James Harden from Houston, and I guess he's not.
0: I don't think that does, but that's also not what he said. Like if you, if you watch him what he said, said, he's not the guy from Houston. He's not Houston. He's not that guy. He's a distributor. He's a, he's aggressive. He's He's making the plays happen now. And so what he's saying is a hundred percent true. It just was, it was just the wrong thing to say. (laughs) And he did. And he didn't say it in the way that he thought he said it.
1: We, he didn't, we know and that's exactly Anybody who
0: watches that clip, when James Harden watches that clip, he's going to be like, yeah, he's exactly right. Yeah, he's, yeah. James Harden's not going to be offended. James Harden's nah, one of, the, one of the top 25 basketball I players of all time. He's and not I wasn't even,
1: upset about that clip. Nah, the clip that nah. I was upset about was, I'm in a lose-lose situation. If I play, I, and this is going into game five. If I play, you know, and I'm not good, they're going to say, I'm not good. If I don't play... Because of my injury, they're gonna say that I'm I'm soft, so I'm in a lose lose situation. That that was that was a statement. I would have much rather you just not play, like I, me personally. But again, you're not here to please me. So my thing for Joe would be like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? You're talking about the media and all the fans, like, because if I was in his shoes, I'd be like, I'm out here to win.
0: So Girl, we have. We haven't figured out what's going to happen yet, yeah. but up to chapter 30, right? Adam yeah, we was sort of, right? to, to <laughs> ch- no, no, but check this out, right? So Adam was sort of just going along. He like lost his mind a little bit. He was just sort of going along. And then he goes into this situation, which I think was a lose-lose situation, right? When he mm-hmm. sits down with Kathy, right? Who's now Kate, right? He sits down. Oh, yeah, with yeah, yeah. yeah and he's in what I think is a lose-lose situation. And I think that she reads it as a lose-lose situation. She's she's got the gun out. She's ready. You know what I mean? She's looking at looking forward to having this dude
1: try some shit.
0: Try some shit. She's got the the got the the muscles in the next room. She is ready. She's looking at this and, and I think what you wanted was the situation that Joe got in. Right? What you Joe went into it as a lose-lose. And what Adam did was say like, "Oh, this is no longer relevant in my life." This is no longer a problem in my life. You're a hot mess and I was out of my mind and Sam mm-hmm. Hamilton snapped me out of it. And I came here and I wasn't sure why, but I came and realized that the reason why is because this is not this is a historical part of my life, not a current part of my life. Yes, Which I've, I've actually experienced similar stuff in my life sometimes where you like look at a thing and you go like, oh, that's past me. <laughs> this is present me. And like those two <laughs> things are just separate, right? Mm -hmm. and a similar thing is what we need from Joe yes we just need that separation where he goes like oh that was like this pressure this stuff all this thing like that's not relevant to me I'm just none of that's relevant I'm just the best basketball player on the court you know it happened to Giannis
1: it happened to Giannis last year like we don't talk about it enough as sports fans but it happened to Giannis last year Like, no one ever goes back and talks about how Bud was literally about to get fired by the media. I don't know what the ownership was going to do. But by the media, Bud, they were already, like, listing coaches that would be good for Giannis. (laughs) And he goes and wins the finals that year. And something happened in Giannis where, like, none of that stuff mattered. Nothing else mattered.
0: He went past it. He he that he had a split. You saw the same thing happen with Adam Trask in the book, yes. right? He yes. goes through what is very depressing. We learn a lot about Sam Hamilton. It's a really good like chunk of the of the book. Yeah. But then he he like has a split and he like becomes a different human. Mm-hmm. I hope he, I hope it sticks. I'm worried yeah. about him, but well, I hope it sticks.
1: Let's get into the. I, I don't know how much time you got. We definitely went hard Sixers, but yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um let's let's get in the, let's get into the book real quick because there it was a lot of stuff that's happened. Since since we last filing up on the book chapters, and uh, one being that Kate uh, left the house. I think we ended when he she shoots uh, to Adam. It's around where out of last time we really had a conversation, and she moves into the
0: the whorehouse. Takes it over, like takes schemes over. her way to the top.
1: How how wild was she with the whole setup of how she was going to kill. The madam of the house yep. even with the plan of botulism yep. like doing yeah, setting thing. up the botulism like prior to, to it all like what was the guy's name well, woody or whatever uh made it the, the chef. chef's idea and the chef was like wait i, I guess it's my idea and <laughs> dude it, <laughs> it, it, it was it was
0: crazy And so it was actually the thing i've read this book before i don't remember we talked about this i i don't remember anything about it yeah, except for that this is literally the only thing that I remember about the book yeah. so I read this book it was it had to be 20 plus years ago and the only thing that I remember specifically is the botulism thing because it was so scheming and conniving and terrible all at the same time
1: wow by the way Adam is actually turning into a freaking monster for, like after he had that Sam talk Not in a sense of, like, scary, crazy, deranged monster, uh, like, Kate. But he is the monster's monster right now. Like, his confidence, his fearlessness. Adam is, like, you talk about him going into the house. That dude is ready to die. Like, he, he is living life in a way of, like, there's no fear. Death does not scare him whatsoever. Truth does not scare him whatsoever. He's living in probably the greatest horrors of life right now where he's straight up. Just like, fuck it. The truth is what it is. I'm not a liar. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be open and I'm going to live my life. I don't care pretty much about anything, you know, like nothing. All the things that held me back in the past will not hold me back any longer.
0: Yeah, the other actually the other thing that I remember about the book is Lee. Because I remember specifically that Lee was doing the fake accent, the fake Chinese accent and that he would switch switch it on and switch it off and I was like, yeah. "Huh. Like what an interesting cuz that was such like a uh, when I read it and even this time when I was reminded of it, I was like, "Oh, this is such an interesting idea that uh, to go back to our previous book, right? Lee was passing. Right? he was passing as the Chinese guy you thought he was, as opposed to passing for white, but he was passing as what you think he should be hmm? rather than what he actually what he is, which is which I thought was an interesting like little wrinkle.
1: Isn't this, high, and, and the other thing, this is a high school book, right?
0: I don't think so. I think it's too long to be a high school book. I know that uh, Of Mice and Men oh, okay, all right. is a high school book, and it's the like same some, author. Okay, maybe that's what
1: it is. Because I'm like, I'm. I'm I, I can imagine that they're no longer reading it in high school now. With all I think the prob- I think to yeah, houses and all. Yeah, that I think thing.
0: probably all that stuff is a little bit inappropriate for high school. I mean, not that I'm like the judge of appropriateness yeah. or whatever. No, not when like, we were
1: in high school, it would have been appropriate. <laughs> you, think? you think? I don't even.
0: Yeah. I don't even think they w- they would read books about whorehouses like specifically. And, This is this is a lot of whorehouse. It is a lot of whorehouse. It is a lot of whorehouse because she was like, "I got dirty pictures of this dude doing this." Like, I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's college.
1: (laughs) There, there is a lot of whorehouse talk and a lot of whore talk. There, there there was whore talk in the first like two pages. Yeah,
0: they went right to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of whore talk. He was like, uh, "The fields are golden and the hookers." (laughs)
1: Yeah, but it's uh, yo. it's interesting. We just found out that uh, Charles died, mm. um, right? Which, which is, which is interesting because I Charles we... died
0: and Kate is flexing on Adam, saying, "Your kids are not that, your kids."
1: Yeah, that, I was just about to lead to that. It's like, dude, it, that has to come back up at some point down the road. You know,
0: like, like it has to. I don't know. Like, uh, kind of. I, I, I seem to remember like reading somewhere. Um, I don't know if it's true, but I read somewhere that like ten percent of children that were that are out there, right, or some 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 percentage is a lot higher than you do than you would think. From like the early 1900s, were not the children you thought they were, right? Oh, that like makes w- sense. When they like when they start really diving into DNA histories, like they find a way higher representation of children born to other fathers that makes sense it really does when you think about it right well um,
1: not to get too dark but even just think of the amount of like abuse that women took in those days it was like, a di- it was dude it was
0: a different it was a very man. different time man. yeah for sure yeah and sad. there's no family planning there's no condoms there's no none of those things man. that we'd like sort of take for granted now yeah
1: right you know like back in those days you you know like a. uh Woman would just get pregnant and... That was that. You know, that was that. You, if you were her husband, you
0: were the father. And it was simply, simple, simple as that. So I wonder whether or not it'll come... Because, I, I, again, I don't remember. It's so weird that I don't remember, but I remember parts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, I, I think there's a chance that it just doesn't come back. Yeah, that's a good
1: point. Because thinking of it from that, because, yes, you know, I don't know about you. My dad's dad was... Raised by his grandparents And his mother was framed as his sister And you know what I mean Like all the like Stuff like
0: that just happened back then Yeah
1: yeah yeah like all the time So there's a lot of that Type stuff that you just It's just a weird time Perception meant a lot back then Perception meant a whole lot back then Way probably I don't know way more But definitely in different ways than now You know what I mean like now the perceptions on such a larger scale that the the basic core parts of life's per, the core parts of life's perceptions don't even matter. Like how many children you have, how many baby fathers you have. Like that shit is like so numbing where you just like ah whatever. You know now it's more like are you rich? Do you have a YSL purse? Like that's the deception that we're all about now you know post money all over the bed when we broke like no <laughs> no one's concerned with like being a decent you know uh, uh man who has bare children with one woman like no like th- that that ain't even it's different anything that people think about anymore right. now and it's like are you like you know are you rich do you you know, have a lot of a lot, money to make a money lot of it.
0: materialism for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you,
1: you know, do you have Gucci and Versace? Like, you know, like that's the perception that we live in now. Very shallow perceptions.
0: Yeah. It, it's very interesting. Yeah. There's, there's like an undertone, I guess, in the book and you get it a lot with the Hamiltons in their story. Right. Which is like, mm-hmm. how are you interacting with the world is the most important thing. Whereas on this side of things, um, now in the future, in the in the present or whatever, right? I mean, Steinbeck was writing this book in the fifties about the nineteen. Like it's as if we would be when we get to be seventy, we are going to write a book about being twenty or thirty. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you look at it and you go like, huh, what in the world? But dude, I don't know. We're we're definitely a materialist culture right now, you know?
1: For sure, absolutely. When reading this book. Like it, it paints it even, you know, more clear picture mm-hmm. than ever before. You know what I mean? Like just think of the conveniences like this stuff. Most of the stuff is all true. Like, you know,
0: it's in the neighborhood of true, right? Like yeah. the story's not true, but you hear about like the, the car that he buys and you're like, Oh, they had to like learn how to start a car. Like
1: exactly. Hmm. Or, or post offices. Like the guy said, uh, can you believe it? Some guys come in here once a day.
0: Some sometimes even twice. twice. And I'm thinking like I check my email like 30 times a day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just a it's a it is. That's part of the book that's fun, is that you definitely get a good feel and understanding of of like the past. What what was the past world like? You know what I mean. And and there's certain things that are, you know, always going to be the same, which is definitely human's relationship with sex it seems like
0: so it's always going to no, be complicated stuff there forever
1: no different now than it was then they were just as dark and as you know it's going to be complicated and, stuff
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: just just since the beginning of time man and uh you know but the things that you do take away from the book is how much more like it, it, you already know this world is convenient. But it is fun, kind of walking down memory lane and being like, horses, like horses, horses, like and you early, named them horses, and you yeah. named them, you named them, and like you literally had horses,
0: and you had to take and, care of them,
1: yeah, and horses, and he goes, I remember the one where they talk about Sam, like his horse uh, didn't like riding at night, and it's just like, yeah, there's no headlights on a horse, no. Horse can barely see where it's going.
0: It's crazy. Different it's crazy. world. Different,
1: different world, for sure,
0: man. So I got to bounce because I got to go to work, but uh, where can people find us, Vernon?
1: They can find us at The, White, um, search, the Process is Black and White. On search, on any of your you know social media websites, you can find us at The Process is Black and White. Just search, and it'll we'll right. pop right up.
0: All right, we'll touch base. Uh, t- touch base soon. Talk to yeah, you. Yeah,
1: sorry about all the Sixers. We'll we'll, we'll we'll clean it up next week. It was all a hot right. and heavy. No worries. Hot words. and heavy week. Special
0: special guest of your dog, your dog, and your son. So yeah. Would- <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, talk all right. to you later.
1: All right, bro. All right, bye bye.